comes from a family who's been down that road of hearing a diagnosis and losing all hope. And yeah. I give my wife the credit. The day we got the, the diagnosis that my son was autistic, I had a lot of hopes and dreams that fell kind of to the wayside. And she let it go for about a week. And finally, she told me, you need to snap out of it. I said, what do you mean? She goes, look, he's our son. It is what it is. I'm going to look for every piece of positivity and I'm going to latch onto it and I'm going to grab onto it and I'm not going to let you drag me down. So either you get in the boat and you row with me or I'm going to do it myself and divorce you. <laughs> you are so lucky you had her. Oh my God. Yeah. It took me, it took me a year, it took me a year to get through that shit. And you, yeah. you so God so, bless good women, man, got you through it in yeah. a week. So, so, I can't imagine if I, I was at an epilepsy luncheon um, a couple months ago and we actually printed the program and all the name tags or, you know, and we're working together. It's all this synergy. Um, but one of the speakers was saying that, look, one in 10 of the population has some sort of a disability whether it be epilepsy, whether it be a learning disability, whether it be neurological, whether it be physical, whether it be, you know, whatever it is, one in 10, you know, someone, you're related to someone, it's that close. And when I started thinking about those numbers and I thought about how many people have been through similar journeys, mm -hmm. but haven't had hope and haven't had positive results, and didn't have, didn't have a foundation or a family to embrace them. Yeah. I just, I had, I had to do something. And so um, here I am. And again, every day is a miracle. And I'm just very happy to be able to be talking with you. Man. I, I am so, so glad that we got connected. And, and this interview actually came in a great point for me. Great point. The, the, the serendipity is just amazing because uh, I came out of, I, I just came out of a two month dark spot. Um, uh, you've probably seen it with your son, maybe. Yeah. Um, yeah. We go through I know. Dark moments, you know, the drug transitions, the, yeah. Oh my God. The, you get sick. The, the, yep. And with neurological conditions, it's, it can be so mysterious because it's, well, it's, it's not just mysterious. It is daunting and debilitating and it wears on you physically and psychologically. Yeah. And when you're dealing with the physical, it's really hard to fight the psychological. Mm -hmm. And oh, so, I mean, I, I understand that dark place. I get it. And so, um, every everything that we can do to just make one day better for someone, get them one step forward, then we're fulfilling our mission. Man. Thank you. I love this. Is, is there any, you guys are pretty self-sufficient. I love the idea that you guys got this one place and you're a one-stop shop and everything. Have you ever thought of, expanding nationwide or that's not even in your wheelhouse? Are you just kind of, this that's is a, where that's a, Well, that's a great question. So let's talk 
let's talk truth. Okay. Yeah. COVID was really hard for us, but, but some of the previous leadership didn't share my passion, didn't have the vision, did, couldn't relate to the mission, didn't have the personal experience. Okay. And in the last three years, we've lost half a million dollars. Mm. Okay. I was brought in to turn it around and I am. We're in the black. Nice. In, in, in seven months, we're in the black. Seven months? Okay. And, I've, and, and at that time, we'd been laying off employees, and we were down to 23 employees. Oh, and now I have 53. <laughs> I okay? love it. I, I mean, love it. I mean, yeah. So, so, so every day has been a challenge. Every day has been something. But you said the word self-sufficient. Epihab was founded. Um, but there were six locations. There was a location in Los Angeles. There's a location in Indianapolis. There was one in, wow. you know, other, really? other states, right? Okay. And we're, we're the only one that survived. And the reason is, is that we're the only one whose business model as a nonprofit was to be a self-sufficient nonprofit. We received grants, donations, and funding to start. But the mission was that we would become self-sufficient within the first five years, or we were going to close our doors. And okay. so, um, and part of the part of the aspect of that was that the the founders and the board back in the fifties the they didn't want to be responsible for fundraising. And when you're a nonprofit and you're on a board of directors and and they get their 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 funding by fundraising, you're automatically thrown in there. Yeah. So what we do is we charge a fair price. We make a profit. We cover our costs. We reinvest a portion of those profits back into the company. But we also um, invest a portion of those nonprofits in other nonprofits to, re to, at the end of the year, to maintain our nonprofit status. So it's like... You talked about the synergy, the symbiotic relationship. It's like, think of it this way. I have this print shop, okay? Mm -hmm. I'll give you a great example. A, 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 a foundation that's nationwide has an Arizona chapter, and I'm not going to say their name, but they had been awarded some funds, and they were going to do some awareness projects. They called, they call, heard about us. They called up to see if we could do some t-shirts and kidding and fulfill them and put in the boxes and mail them. And we did that. And when they came down to pick it up, I gave them a tour and I showed them the print shop and this, and they go, Oh, well, we have these other projects. And now we're going to, we're going to be doing these print projects and this and that. Can you do those for us? So now it expanded and I started doing those for them. Right. They, gave their friends recommendations. And, and now I've got more business that came in. Um, one of the people's daughters had been bullied as a freshman in high school. Mm. And then she was cyber bullied after she withdrew from high school and went to homeschool. And she's never had a job. And he came here and he took the tour and he goes, I think this would be a really good place to help get her out of the house and let her try and get her teeth into her first job. She wants to start saving for a car. And I'm like, yeah, I think so. Bring her down. So we gave her a tour. We did the audition. She hired, is hired here. 
So think of this. I have a customer that called me for a fulfillment job that ended up also being a print job. And I started getting more money from it, right? And much more profitable money. Right. Got a referral for another client, which becomes more profitable money. At the end of the year, I can take those, those profits and reinvest them in other nonprofits. And I got a referral to be able to help a family member. Wow. It's just, this stuff is happening every day. And, and look, I'm, I'm just going to say it. God's hand is all over this place. And, <clears throat> and I, I really feel sorry for people who, who don't see it, who can't feel it. Cause there are going to be those people who think I'm crazy and that's fine. And they're, I don't judge them. That's fine. But you can't see what I've seen and not know. There's a difference between believing and knowing. And I would say before I started EpiHab, I was a believer. I know. I think you, you come across something that I haven't really touched on very much. And, um, you know how they say, you know, in polite conversation, you don't talk religion and politics. And I kind of tend to keep it a little bit out there. But I think people who have listened to my show know enough that I'm a very spiritual and, and, and person. And I don't go for the dogma very much, but I'm a believer. And um, yeah. I know. And I yeah. know what you're talking about. And I so, like, look, what you're talking I, don't, I don't persecute anybody for their religious beliefs. And I don't expect that. I don't expect them and I don't want to try and convert them. Okay. Yeah. yeah. All I want to do is live my life right. Be an instrument, heal, uh -huh. help. And if that inspires somebody to want to take a step of faith on their own, that's all I can ask. Many paths to the mountaintop. The view from the top is the same. Yeah. Just approach it so, with love and gratitude. That's all I say. And, and, and I will tell you, I am so grateful. I am. Um, I can tell. I love this. It's really funny. Um, you know, you talk about your dark place. Mm -hmm. And I told you about how, you know, um, when my son was diagnosed as autistic and how I kind of went to a dark place. There have been times in my life where I have been there. Yeah. And there have been times when I've questioned why us why him is this really what if you love us this much is this really what you had planned for us and and i don't think that there's an adult out there who hasn't questioned at some point in time and wondered right and i think that's fair right but i will tell you this on the day that i got the phone call from the chairman of the board that says uh, we want you to step in and take over EpiHab and bring us to the next generation. And I went, what? And they, they go, I go, did you know I was looking? And they're like, no, but we want you to do it. And they said, but you can't afford me. And every <laughs> objection, every objection that I threw out there, they're like, no, no. And, and, and I'm, I'm like, okay. And I was like skeptical. Uh -huh. I got off the phone and I've sat in my car and I could hear my own voice questioning God, why me? Why us? And I could feel and hear his voice say, I've been preparing you your whole life. 
it's time. So how can you how can you not be humbled by that? How can you not be inspired by that? How can you not just be filled with joy? Yeah. That God who loves us had a plan that went so far back in my life and turned what could have been a horrible situation and, and the life that my son could have had into what he has now. And now he's healing him. <laughs> Bam. Fuck, man. Dude. That's, that's beautiful. That's I get blown dope. away every day. Yeah. I love your I love your spirit. I love I love how you have been able to step into the now and to the positive, and this is where I want to be. This is where I am working toward and meditating and praying toward, and it's going to happen. I'm getting there. Every day is better yeah. and better, you know? Um, but I love that, and I love how I love how you approach that, and, and you've said it multiple times. You've said it multiple times throughout this conversation. You know, that miracle, every day I get to go home experiencing that miracle. Yeah. And for those people who look at their lives half empty, God, I feel so sorry for them. And I hurt for them. And I literally ache for them because I feel the joy that I have that's radiating inside of me is a gift. And to, to go through life without that, is awful yeah yeah i wouldn't wish that on my worst enemy yeah and they're so close they are so close to realizing because all it took for me was a real quick flip of the switch of perspective and it's what got me out of the graveyard of being overly overly attached to my past and and the previous life and what i had yeah. lost and not seeing what that loss actually opened up for me for my yep. future yeah um well i just want i just want to thank you for being open to have this discussion i don't know you we met 45 minutes ago right 50 minutes ago right but obviously you have talents you have skill you have a following you have a, a great personality you have a great perspective and thank you man and and though people people gravitate to those people and i think that's one of the reasons why we're just clicking today and to any of your listeners out there i would tell you to look whatever it is you're going through whatever it is it will pass it's not going to be the same tomorrow and the next day and the next day and the next day forever God didn't make us to be the same. Okay? Now, what you do with it will determine whether you regress and digress or you move forward, but you're not going to stay where you are long. It may be months. It may be a year or two, but it's not the rest of your life. And, and to be able to have that kind of peace, knowing that, um, makes me invincible. I love that. Yeah. 
It really does. It really does. Thank you, Tony. And what else would you like to know about Epihab? How do you how do you send us jobs? You know, how do you just exactly. pick up the phone and call? Yeah. So um, fed up and we've all been better, but I'm set to step up. Never let up because the fall is just a setup now to get up. Regret will never get the better of me with the sawed off when I'm having trouble talking. Someone knocks my writer's block off. And if my eyes glaze and my knees drift south and you ever think to stick a credit card in my mouth, I take MasterCard and Visa for my risk rewards. I'm not biting my tongue. Why don't you bite yours? It's all too much. Said it's all too much. Said it's all too much. And if the world breaks your legs, you go and beat it with your crutch.